the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Friday edition of The Ride Home. I'm thrilled. Friday, Friday. I am thrilled that it's Friday. Friday. Are you, though? Yes. It's been a long week. Very exciting Mm -hmm. that it's Friday. You have plans? So, um, I made vegetarian chili this morning. Okay. I know. That's tonight. How exciting is that? That's That's really not very exciting. Rest of the weekend? Uh, no. Home show? We're going to talk about that a little later. Okay. The Friday feature is coming up at 425. We'll be talking about fun things for you to do in Pittsburgh this weekend. Will you be headed out to uh, any Asian restaurants? Actually, tomorrow night, that's exactly what we're doing. Tell me. Really? Yes. We're going to be going to the Royal Myanmar in Westview, which is one of my favorite spots. It's one of our favorite. I'd say it's our up there with Tesoro's and the Springfield Grill. Really? Our favorite uh, family restaurant. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Is the Royal Myanmar in Westview? I've never been there. It's so delicious. It's been around for a while. It's uh, two years. Oh, oh, so it's new then. Yeah, okay. it's pretty new. Well, this is from today's PG. That fear of contamination. Oh my gosh. Abigail Malay this wrote can't this article. Be. This can't. This what you're about to tell me mm-hmm. cannot be. Fear of contamination has apparently kept Pittsburghers away from Asian and Chinese restaurants and businesses. Many of the 90 Asian restaurants in the East End, including nearly 30 in Squirrel Hill, have experienced dramatically lower revenue due to fear surrounding COVID-19, a press release says. A press release. Uh, Marion Lean, who's president of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Organization of Chinese Americans, said restaurant owners are reporting that production has has decreased anywhere from 20 to 50 percent. Now, look, I was at a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant in Squirrel Hill last Saturday night. Right. And were you afraid that you were going to get the coronavirus? <laughs> I, I did not. No, I wasn't. What does that mean? Is that just ignorance on people's parts? What is that founded be, in? It has to be profound lack of reasoning. I don't get it. What could cause somebody to link a Chinese restaurant in your neighborhood to Wuhan? I don't know. I never made the connection to think I may get a virus if I go eat at my favorite Chinese place. I mean, it it it's seriously one of the one of the dumbest things I ever heard. Well, no, no, no. Look, how about the No, don't no, wait, you don't no, you listen. even try to stand up and say, "Oh, no, no, it's not dumb." How about the no, uh, no, the dumb thing about the Corona beer? Same thing. That that's that's Same. all it's equally dumb. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So people are not buying Corona beer Mm-mm. because they're <laughs> Because it's... They're afraid they're going to get the virus. Right, exactly. Same thing. I mean, so, so there's this poor Mexican company who's like trying to put out some kind of alcoholic <laughs> beverage to make people happy, right? And they're somehow getting, yeah. <laughs> getting linked to a virus, you know, shaped like a sun. Well, the iconic thing about, you know, the Corona beer Three. is, you know, the ads are the two beach chairs, right? Have you seen the ads? Oh, yeah. Forever and ever, mm-hmm. right? Two beach chairs, you know, a couple holding hands, or they're just talking... 
That is as far away from the image of a virus. Are they wearing surgical masks? (laughs) I hope not. Is there a tissue between their touching fingers? Because when I see that, I go, oh, that'd be nice. It'd be nice to be on the beach, wouldn't it? Oh, for a minute, I thought we didn't have tissues. Oh, no, we got tissues. No, listen, we have tissues. I'm going to open up this new box. For those of you watching with us, and I hope that's all of you. Well, Mm. actually, the ones of you driving home, I don't want you to do that. But uh, you can log on right now onto Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. I'm opening a tissue box. The reason why is that we read an article in the New York Times earlier this week, which said that we cannot, if we want to stay healthy, keep touching our faces. How you doing? The bad news is, apparently, we touch our faces 24 times a minute. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, that sounds like a condition to me. Do you do it 24 times a minute? I don't think so. That seems like a compulsion. <laughs> like I'm just doing that. I can't help it. I can't help it. All I can say is it's, it's like am- a tick. It's amazing. I enough. I have enough time to work. Anyway. Yeah. So they said the number one way that you can stop touching your face is to use a tissue. All right. Very nice. Remember the uh, tissues? What was the the commercial where the lady would go? Oh, that's so. She had like there was like cold cream in the tissues. Oh, that was for Pond's cold cream, oh, I believe. Oh, yeah. Geez. Now. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot. To celebrate this Friday, and we're about to do a celebration here in a mm-hmm. minute, yep. the Mike Cam is set up. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Now, now we've talked about this for a while. Because- we've, been, we've been picking on Mike yep. because he's come up with every possible reason why you and I are on camera every mm-hmm. single day, and he's not. The wait is over. Ladies and gentlemen, we present the premiere of the Mike Cam. Mike Hey! hey! Hey oh my gosh, I love it. Holy Here smokes. He's looking good, isn't he? It's larger than life. You guys, Absolutely. that's new Mike. Holy heck. There everybody. he is right there. Log on right now. Find us on Facebook, streaming nice. live, 101.5 Word F. Looks like he's calling an MLB game. Go back to that. Looks like he's like, hey. All of a sudden, he's Jack Buck. Low and inside. Jack it's There's uh, <laughs> a, a line drive out there to center field. Hey, you know, Tony Romo is going to get a payout of, what, $17 million yeah. for this new contract he's signing. Right. Maybe if Mike, you know, is able to, you know, the beginning get, of it all. Yeah, this this could be a, this a could huge be a, career bump for him. Nice. So, what's it? Uh, when I was a kid, uh, a, a young Catholic schoolboy, this was an era when women still would wear um, veils. This is how far back this goes. And I remember, like on their wedding wait, day? No, no, no. When you went into church, oh, you had to okay. cover your head. Yes. And I remember being a yes. young schoolboy, like six, seven, and my gram apparently would forget her her. <laughs> Her veil, and she would take a bobby pin, and then she'd put it on her head, and sit at church with the, uh, you know, with- like that. <laughs> now that just looks silly. That's how it is. No, wait, she, I, she take a tissue and do take that? a tissue. You just cover her head. She take do a tissue and, and put a bobby pin in it. This is the relaxed version <laughs> of the ride because we were talking about this a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Right. I actually brought a hat. Oh yeah. But I didn't. I didn't wear it. Why? I don't know. Okay. Because I was waiting for you. Okay. I didn't think I didn't even even okay. think about a hat. Right. Crying out loud. Let me see Mike again. Okay. Oh, hey! Very, I love it. Oh, I got excited. I nice. sorry I fed back. I talked very nice. I Mike. screamed too loudly. That's handsome. Wow, that's, that's awesome. So all the people out there, you can uh, people have been waiting. People have been waiting. We're going we're gonna to talk today about fish sandwiches uh, because it's Lent. We're going to talk about National Oreo Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's National Employee Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. We're also going to squeeze in some significant conversation yeah. over the next I mean, it's two Friday. Hours. Frederica Matthews Seriously. Green will be talking to her about Lent. Richard Mao coming up in just a little bit. And at 510, the coronavirus and your family, <clears throat> biblical wisdom for parents. But before all of that, may I tell both of you and everyone listening, your weekend has begun. Oh, fabulous. The weekend has begun. Mike, Where's you want to clap for us, please? There is no music. Sure. Woo! Very nice.
We used to have good music. We there. used to, we used to, but now uh, yeah, we're at we're in a little bit of a of a trademark copyright dispute. Sing? Can we sing music? I mean, can we just like sing a sing. song? You can sing. How about the My Corona video I sent you guys? Oh, have you seen that, Mike? Have you seen the My Corona video? No, I haven't oh, seen I, that. I included that for you. Uh-huh. Was, it the, was it the Knack? Corona. Did the Knack yes, it is. do My Corona? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody different is doing My Corona. Yeah. Do you like that song? It's My Sharona. My Sharona. That's a fun song. It's kind of goofy. If you don't pay attention to the words. Oh, exactly. All right. Enough of that. All right. Anyway, there's a lot coming up on today's Ride Home. So hit your button over there, Mr. Hall. Bend and stretch. (laughs) There we go. All right. The Boy Scouts helped me. Who will fill the civic hole they've left? Talk to Richard Mao about that from Fuller Seminary in sunny California next on the Friday edition of the Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. The mysterious robbery at Holstein's bookstore comes to a shocking conclusion, all on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Up to now, all the evidence and clues have pointed nowhere until Eugene uncovers a connection and a suspect that no one would have ever imagined possible. Stay tuned for the surprising results next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. At Harry's, we work day and night to make shaving enjoyable. We think we've got it down to a science, actually. It starts with the most important stuff, our five-blade cartridges. They're strong, sharp, and made in our world-class German factory. Our craftsmen are a meticulous bunch. They're obsessed with quality, which is why we offer a 100% money-back guarantee. As for the handle, it's grippy and weighted for extra control, even when wet. Lastly, we have this whole no-ripping-people-off policy, which means we keep our prices fair every day. Take our blades. They cost as little as $2 each because we think more money in your pocket is as enjoyable as it gets. When you're ready to start shaving the enjoyable way, get your Harry starter set. It includes a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and travel cover, all for just $3. Free shipping included. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388 at checkout. Harry's, engineered for enjoyment. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of liquor chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved liquor chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge. March 13th through 15th, Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2019, plus the highly anticipated 2020 release, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp Story, plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes. Uh, 
on my honor? Yes. I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country to obey the scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. That is the scout oath, which I said weekly for a long time. Then I became a scout leader, Mm -hmm. and my boy said that alongside me as we loved first the Cub Scouts and then the Boy Scouts of America. Now, if you paid uh, attention to what's happened to the Boy Scouts of America, if you yourself was a scout, if you you yourself were a scout, if you knew or loved a scout, it's got to break your heart to what's happened to the organization, the Boy Scouts of America. Here to talk to us about that is Richard Mao. Richard is a professor of faith, faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California, where he served as president for 20 years. Richard has written numerous books, of which we love, Adventures in Evangelical Civility, Uncommon Decency, among many others, but today to, to join us to talk exactly about the Boy Scouts. Richard, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Hey, good to good to talk to the two of you again. Was Kathy a Girl Scout? Let- Oh, this I is a sad story. I can't believe you brought that up, my friend. It's a sad story, Richard. You've opened up a can of worms here, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Richard, oh, you have. No, Richard you have. I, joined, I joined a Girl Scout troop that met across the street from Highcliffe Elementary. We were at Christ Lutheran Church. Uh-huh. I was a member for uh, six solid days, and then they disbanded the troop. <laughs> six days. Oh, gosh. I know. I was working on my photography badge. It was sad for me. What happened? I don't know. The whole thing yeah. went under, and I'm I'm concerned you even know what the details right. were. Yeah. Oh, so God. Kathy's experience runs uh, anathema to our, our experience in scouting, Richard. You yourself were a Boy Scout? Yeah, I was a Boy Scout, and what I what I haven't mentioned before was that uh, it, while I was in seminary, one of my summer assignments was to... Uh, be the Protestant chaplain at a Boy Scout reservation. Really? Yeah, for two months. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a good experience for me. I mean, I, I, you know, there are a lot of people who, you know, trash it as, you know, God and country and Mm. super patriotism and all the rest. But for for many of us, it was a wonderful formative experience. And uh, I'm you know, as I've written recently, I've been saddened by the the scandals that have been reported. You know, right. it's terrible. Yeah. So, Richard, for people who are uninformed, in a nutshell, can you talk about the Scouts and what's happened in the the past several years? Yeah, well, you know, obviously from a Christian, our kind of Christian perspective, you know, they've made some decisions that we haven't been all that happy about in terms of, uh, you know, same-sex stuff and also... You know, integrating you know boys boys and girls together, which I'm not sure is a good idea. But all of that is debatable stuff. But the uh, the the really sad thing is that they've uncovered decades of abuse of minors by scout leaders. Uh, I would say you know that uh, obviously not in every case or even the vast majority. There have been some wonderful scout leaders, but. Uh, they've, they've uncovered stuff and also have uncovered a lack of transparency mm-hmm. about it, which is, you know, a pattern that we're all too familiar with these days, even in evangelical churches. You know, right. you, you circle the wagons around the leader, and uh, the Catholic Church has faced the same kind of thing. So it's very similar in many ways to the, at least the public uh, versions of what's, what's happened in in like Pennsylvania and the Catholic Church, right. you know. 
I mean, it is it's a heartbreak of the story, and, and the parallels run deep and hard to whether it's the Catholic Church or the Southern Baptist or whatnot, right? There was a period, a, a long period in civic life where, of course, all this abuse was going on, whether it was young boys with the Boy Scouts or, you know, young girls, wherever wherever young people gathered, there was sexual abuse. There, yeah. And, of yeah, course— It attracted the predators, you know, right. and— uh, as well as, I mean, it also attracted wonderful people who just wanted to have a, a positive role in the lives of young people. But it also attracted some of the the really bad stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And, of course, it's a tiny percentage. Now, Richard, I don't know about your experience, but my experience as a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout, there was never any of that. There was never any hint of sexuality or scandal or creepiness. But that doesn't, you know, sort of negate or erase all those guys and all those young boys who were subject to that abuse. And, of course, the scouts themselves for their inability to reveal those abusers and make that public and to be honest and upfront about all those poor victims. That's right. Yeah. And and exactly. I never I I was never aware of anything like that happening. No. So if you guys were as involved as you were and never saw anything happen, you know, thank God that your experiences were as they were. And I know that there are millions of of kids who grew up that way. Um, But. You know, an organization has to pay for allowing that type of systemic abuse to go on. And so that's what we're seeing in the Boy Scouts. That's what we're seeing in the Roman Catholic Church right now. So how do you come to grips with that without losing what was good about the organization, Richard? Yeah, well, that's the, the problem. one thing, you certainly repent. I mean, uh, whatever the secular or you know, civil religion version of repentance is you've just got to say, we are so sorry. This was inexcusable for this kind of thing to happen and for us not to be much more transparent about the whole thing. I mean, that's where you begin. And uh, that's where I think we as uh, Bible-believing Christians have to know that God will honor uh, sincere repentance for things that we know we've done wrong, you know. And then I think you have to make reparations. There has to be it has to be clear that you're wherever it's possible. You've uh, worked to restore justice, uh, to uh, make sure that people don't haven't gotten away with it. You know, uh, I mean, there are all kinds of, of reparative things that could be done, but it begins with repentance. Right. And I do believe that the Scouts have stepped up. Now, I'm not going to be an apologist for the Boy Scouts of America, but I do believe that they, they have made, made many important steps forward in this as yeah. you know, these layers have been peeled back. Right. My heartbreak, Richard, is that I believe for, for a lot of young guys who's, you know, um, I don't know about you. I th- yeah, I do know about you. You know, you know, we were believers. We were churchgoers. You know, God was always in our house. But for a lot of kids, you know, who didn't grow up with God as part of their natural family life, for them to go to the Boy Scouts or the Cub Scouts and to hear about God and to hear, you know, uh, to talk about the Scout law and the Scout oath, that a Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Those principles, those ideals, especially I think probably with you and for the guys, the men who taught me, those were talked about regularly, and it was in many ways spiritual formation for a young man to look at the world in a different way than they would normally see that. That's absolutely right, yeah. And when you superimpose on that, uh, just good 
discipline. I mean, you know, it, it, it was you, you, you did tried to do your good deed daily because you were supposed to, you know. And that's really where character begins with doing some stuff that you just know you, you've been told you, you have to do it. And after a while, a lot of those good things become a part of your your moral and spiritual dispositions, you know, they become a part of your practices, and that's good. And, and you know, I, I see today that, you know, uh, the scouting could be easily derided, you know. People would um, think, oh, how quaint Boy Scouts or Cub mm-hmm. Scouts was. You know what, uh, uh, what broke my heart, Richard, is that uh, my two sons, when they, when they were in Cub Scouts, I was the, the, the leader for a few years. You know, like a lot of guys step forward. And what we witnessed, you know, not that long ago, I mean, my boys are not that old, 19 and 22 years of age. So, you know, a decade or less or so, somewhere in that ballpark, is that more often than not, because a lot of boys now grow up without fathers. What we I experienced is that young mothers would come in, single mothers, and essentially drop their son at the door of the Cub Scouts and go, here, help my boy, or allow my son to be around other men who could be that father image. And and now with that avenue broken, it's just... It's just another heartbreak to see society and not have the ability for a man to show a boy what it is to grow. That's right. And, you know, it's, it, I mean, some of it has to do with the loss of, uh, of, of role models and, you know, breakdown of families and life. But some of it just has to do with the busyness of life that uh, fathers have a harder time these days. Uh, you know, finding the time to spend with their kids and also... Uh, this is an important part of it for me. I mean, the extended family. You know, you think not only of what your father meant to you, but what your grandfather meant to you, what your that. uncles. I, you know, I admired my uncles. I saw them all the time. And uh, we just, you know, with the geographic uh, spread of family, we've lost a lot of the, the role of the extended family, not because anybody's done anything wrong, but just patterns of life have changed. Right. And... Uh, that idea of going every week to a scout meeting, and there was the scoutmaster, yeah. uh, who was a kind of role model for you. He was kind of father figure. Sure, he was. Yeah, and there was something wonderful about that. Yeah, and to take it, you know, to the ultimate expression in the Boy Scouts of America. I mean, I was not an Eagle Scout. My sons didn't go all the way through. Of course, you know, the large majority of guys are not Eagle Scouts. But when you would see an Eagle Scout or you would, you know, especially as an employer, that, I mean, that was always a mark of honor. Oh, you're an Eagle Scout. That said something special about you as a young man that you were so inclined to focus so deeply on something and achieve something at a high level. So, I mean, it was good for everybody. Yeah, I wasn't an Eagle Scout either, by the way. I mean, it, you know, you go star life and Eagle. I, I got up to star, truth to life. I, but uh, the, the, the Eagle, the, you know, trail the Eagle. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that that trail was a tough one to go. And those who, who, who survived it and who accomplished that level of uh, self-discipline and learning uh, – we're, we're really admirable in so many ways. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I've been following the story because I was in Scouts when the story first started to break. But, you know, I, I think when you look at modern American culture today, the, the Scouts themselves were, were sort of forced to um, include homosexual leaders. 
Yeah. And, and the, the time that happened, that was like, that was shocking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that happened. And of course, the, the scouts, they acquiesced because lawsuits were at their door. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, there was a split. I mean, I remember the Mormons were going, well, we're not going to do that. So within the scouting um, community itself, there was great discussion about this. It was almost like the church, right? It yeah. sort of yeah. mirrored the same kind of thing. And then once that was over, of course, the scouts were suffering a lack of enrollment, and so then they acquiesced, and it became the boys and girl scouts. Yeah, which also uh, it watered things down. It just yeah. did. And then, you of know, course, I know of an evangelical congregation that actually had a serious split over whether to keep a boy scout troop or not. Right, you know? it was pretty common, right? Yeah, yeah. And then now, on the heels of that. Then, you, of course, you see the, you know, the sexual allegations, which is not a surprise because it's young boys with uh, other men. And, of course, we all know that story. So it's just take the Boy Scouts have suffered one hit after another over the last 15 years. And yeah. it breaks your heart. And, and what also breaks our hearts is that we will miss them if they're gone because they did have an important role. And, and not just the father figure thing, which is very real, but... You know, as I, I want to insist that it was a way of getting together with other kids from other religious perspectives, other races, ethnicities, cultural backgrounds, who were our fellow citizens. Yeah. And there's something very important about that. So, so people have been writing to me because I wrote about this recently and saying, well, you know, what about these? And they'll name some Christian scouting group, you know, I mean some evangelical version of it. And I'm fine with that. Sure. But it isn't the same thing because we, you know, I'm, I'm all in favor of evangelism, but there was something wonderful about being there, not as a way of trying to convert people, but as a way of, of affirming that we are citizens, no matter what church, whatever temple. I, I mentioned an article that I wrote, you know, that, one of my best friends in the Boy Scout troop was, was one of the Jewish kids that he was the only Jewish kid in the troop. And, and we became friends. And I would have never gotten that at my Christian school exactly. or my church. And uh, we were together because we shared a certain set of common values as American citizens. And that's a good thing. That's right. That's Dr. Richard Mao, professor of faith and public life, Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, where he served as president for 20 years, author of the newest Restless Faith, Holding Evangelical Beliefs in a World of Contested Labels. Richard, my friend, thanks for being with us again. Hey, great to be with you and blessings to both of you and stay trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, etc. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Hey, Richard Mao, Boy Scouts helped him and me. So who will fill that civic hole? The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amberin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonials based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US MULO 52 week 71419 by UPC and LVO. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. When I competed in gymnastics, I used to love to talk about my health, my energy, and my will to win gold. But today, I want to talk to you about something I used to keep private my menopause. Between my hot flashes and night sweats, and worse, my constant fatigue, I felt like a stranger in my own life. Nothing I tried could give me relief until I discovered Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to relieve 12 menopause symptoms. Amberin is not a drug and is 100% estrogen-free and clinically tested. Thanks to Amberin now, my energy is back, and those days of fearing hot flashes and night sweats are gone. 
I feel like myself again. Amberin works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine stores and see why Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. From the creators of I Could Only Imagine and Mercy Me's Bart Miller. Now we have an artist who's had 32 number one singles. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. On March 13th. They're getting married. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Based on the inspiring true story. He chose to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. I still still believe. Starring KJ Appa, Rick Robertson, Shania Twain, and Gary Sinise. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 13th. Go to IStillBelieveMovie.com. College Career Path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects. You get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. The world of church construction is rapidly changing in today's safety-conscious marketplace. If renovation or new construction is in your future, don't miss the Worship and Facilities Conference, designed to answer the critical questions church and business leaders need to ask before they build. One day only, March 31st at the Bible Chapel in McMurray. Hear from experts in architecture, construction, banking, audiovisual, plus facility safety and security all in one place. 815 to 4, presented by Salem Media Group. Registration and details at wordfm.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Cloudy and cooler this afternoon with some rain or snow showers. Breezy, high 40. Breezy, otherwise mostly cloudy for tonight, low for the rest of your Friday, 26. For Saturday, mostly sunny, high 42. Saturday night, clear, low 29. Mostly sunny on Sunday with a high 60. Monday, sunshine and some clouds with a high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. It's time for the Friday Feature. Each week, we'll give you a few recommendations of fun stuff you might consider that'll get you out of the house and off your screen as your weekend approaches. The Friday feature this week is... The Home Show. Oh, The Home Show. I feel like that's the biggest one. I think so. Today through next Sunday at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center... I love The Home Show. I know. It's It's overwhelming in its greatness. The thing is, you go to The Home Show and you think... I'd love to do that. I want to do that. Can I, I try that? Do that? You know, you leave. Be... You need a new porch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a new roof. Yeah, new furniture. New landscaping. New carpeting. Uh-huh. All new landscaping. You've gotten eighteen seed packets from Doug Oster. You got a new welcome mat, and that was like just from nine a.m. to ten. Yeah, it's really a great. I mean, if you like to dream. Or if you want to go and really want to shop and think you're going to do some of those things, it's the place to go just to wander around. You spend easily a few hours in there. A few hours. You, you could know. spend, you could go every single day yeah. between Friday and the next Sunday and not see everything mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. 
It is really terrific. A friend of mine has a, has a he's a contractor, and for a few years, I would work the booth with him. And it was a lot of fun just to stand there and see people stream I by that and too. have conversations about that. Did you do it? Yeah, I used to sell area rugs down there. Oh, for my year. God. <laughs> that was the worst. I mean, I love the home show, but I kept thinking every year, i got to sell something different because, you know, you drag in these, you know, 9 by 12 monsters yeah, yeah, into sure. the home. Oh, Did my you sell God. any rugs? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. We sold rugs, but... Anyway, you just you're so yeah. tired by the end of it. You know what I love about the home show is it, this is sort of like an old throwback. There was a time, you know, where there would be like these in-store demonstrations and they had these pitchmen. Oh. Right? And the home show is filled course. with those kind of guys yeah. where they had rugs, they would throw stuff down in the rugs yep. and then, you know, hit a little microphone and yes. just do a little patter and it, it's great little pieces of theater. Or all the little things that you you see on cable TV like the bonsai knife oh, sure, or yeah. the special blender or the guacamole maker or whatever they are all uh, over the place there. they're all over live the place. and in person at okay the home show. but if you're not interested in the home show what about going to phipps this is the very last weekend for an unbelievably cool show there phipps conservatory called orchid and tropical bonsai out of this world oh. it is beautiful and it'll take you to a different place you'll all of a sudden feel warmer appreciate the sun more you'll love bonsai the whole thing anyway this is the very last weekend so if you've been thinking that this is the thing you wanted to do and haven't you're about to run out of time very nice okay in uh, my old neighborhood uh the sort of the corridor of east liberty and bloomfield right up the street from the deeply missed baby land is the pittsburgh glass center have you been there I never have. Oh, it's fabulous. Well, this weekend, they're doing a group of artists showcase, an exhibition, and of course, for your kids, you come along, you get to blow glass yourself. It's a free exhibition. Opens tonight, runs all day tomorrow. The Pittsburgh Glass Center. It's at the corner of Negley and Penn. All right. How about tonight? The U.S. Army Field Band is presenting America the Beautiful at Soldiers and Sailors on Fifth Avenue in Oakland. It's part of the Concert Band and uh, Soldiers Chorus Spring Tour. It's going to be terrific. And even better, if you are a veteran, you get in free. Right. That is tonight at Soldiers and Sailors. And, you know, it used to be, have have you ever been to it? To Soldiers and Sailors? No, to this event. Uh, Yeah, I have been. Yeah, me too. It's been a long time, though. It's It's It is so much fun. Like, you would have to mail away for tickets, and then they would send you the tickets, right? right? So if you're not holding a ticket, I don't know if you can get in. And the band is so excellent. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's It's class. Yeah, it's a really great And it's deeply patriotic. Oh, I know. It'll make you cry. It is. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Okay. So that's what's happening in and around the city this week. WORD. As a baby in the womb, at about 30 weeks, Melissa Odin survived a saline abortion. On the next Focus on the Family, she shares about finding and building relationships with her mother and other family members and the power of love and forgiveness. It's an incredible story of God's grace on the next episode of Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. 
Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. Don't you love the Lenten season when you look at what other Christian yes. denominations do? It makes me feel, first, a sense of commonality that people who believe in Jesus from all sorts of different traditions and different parts of the globe are remembering this season in, as I am. Yes. I love that. The other thing is a lot of what people do makes me feel like I've never really or observed Lent before. They do things of such great significance. It makes me feel like, wow, there's a lot more I could do to make this season meaningful. And it's embedded within the culture of many Christian traditions, yeah. right? Hundreds and hundreds of years of looking at this particular season so differently than perhaps you and I. Frederica Matthews Green is with us. Frederica is a regular guest on our show. She is a wide-ranging author. Her newest work is called Welcome to the Orthodox Church, An Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Here to talk to us today about forgiveness. Frederica, how are you? Hello, Don. How good to be with you and Kathy again. Thank you, Frederica, always. This time of year, Frederica, we think about you because in the past you've shared with us in such beautiful detail about this rite of forgiveness that you all engage in in the Orthodox Church. Now, for listeners who've never heard this before, can you give us a snapshot of what this looks like and what it's called? Sure, that's right. Um, in the Western liturgical church, of course, you have Ash Wednesday, which is beautiful, but in the Eastern Christian church, we don't have that. Instead, we begin on a Sunday night with a regular Vesper service, 
when it's over, we do the rite of forgiveness. And this goes back, the earliest reference I found is about the year 500. So Orthodox Christians have been doing this a very long time. Basically, what we do is we apologize to each other. We line up, you face every other member of the Church face-to-face, and you say, forgive me, forgive me, my brother, forgive me, my sister, for any way I've sinned against you, if I've hurt you, if I've offended you in any way. I have a friend who says, forgive me for the way my sins pollute the world that you have to live in. So you say it however you want to. The other person says, I forgive you, and please forgive me, my sister, for all the ways I've sinned against you. Hmm. I forgive you, and then if it wasn't for the coronavirus, you would embrace. (laughs) (laughs) This time we just kind of bowed to each other. So at my church, we did this this past Sunday night. Wonderful. So... In your church, Frederica, how many people attend and do this? My husband retired as pastor of a pretty big church in Baltimore. We're now living in Tennessee and go to quite a small church. So instead of having 100 or 120, we had about 40 on one Sunday night. Okay, so but there was a time where it could be hundreds and hundreds of people you're you're apologizing to and receiving their forgiveness as well. And even people that you don't know that well and that you certainly haven't sinned against intentionally. Now, this is something the pastor has to stress before you begin the rite of forgiveness, which is you must not say, oh, you didn't do anything. Mm. Because it may be the other person has something on their heart that you don't know about. Maybe they gossiped about you, or maybe they had angry thoughts toward you. So you always have to say, I forgive you. God forgives you. Just as God forgives, I forgive Again, just phrasing it however feels right to you. So to me, Frederica, and I've every time you come on and talk about something, you know I've been honest with you from the very beginning. Remember the first year, I don't know, first day years ago, eight or nine years ago, when you came on and talked about the Jesus prayer, and I thought, now that is the craziest thing I ever heard. But you love it. Now, it's so, it's so precious to me. I just So when I hear the right of forgiveness, all I can think of is that it is so different than what our American culture is like now. It is so, that is so personal. And it's, it seems like it's very awkward and, or has potential to be awkward. And I don't mean that that would be a bad thing. I'm just saying, boy, we run from that every way we possibly can now. Well, look, I mean, yesterday, last night, famously, the president of the United States famously said, well, I'm I'm not going to turn the other cheek. Right. Right. So he's, if I turned the other cheek, I wouldn't be here. Right. So, I mean, it's it's in the news cycle right now, the idea of forgiveness, Frederica. Oh, that's right. And there's so much emphasis in being proud and asserting yourself and um, boasting even. We all live as if we have to advertise ourselves, right. as if we're all public relations managers. Here we are. Ourselves. We're streaming. You know? <laughs> so this is, when when I first heard that this was something we would be doing, I said, I don't believe it. (laughs) It sounds so weird, so awkward. And indeed it is at first. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like the first few years. Yeah. But gradually you start to look forward to it. And it's so healing. If there is somebody that you've had tension with or you're irritated with them, to to see that person sometimes with tears in their eyes. Mm. Say, forgive me, my sister, for any way that I've hurt you. I mean, I, I, I built so many relationships that way. 
Well, Frederica, you know this. And, of course, anybody who attends a, a church for any amount of time, the church is like a family. Right? If you're a regular attender and if you're involved in the church life, it is like a family. And, of course, families are, are messy. They can be awkward and ugly and angry and dysfunctional, of course. So the idea of being able to do that with people, I mean, you, you know, myself, I see people at church and I go, oh, there's that guy. And I'm sure they say the same thing to me. Oh, there's that guy. <laughs> and the last thing I want to do is engage with anyone and especially submit myself, humbly prostrate myself and, and ask for forgiveness. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. It kind of has to be something that is required, you know. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't do it. If it was just, you know, the years are passing and you have a little tension in your relationship, you'd never get around to it. But that the church requires it, and also you know that they're going to apologize to you in return. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be mutual going into it. So it's a, boy, it's a real blessing to go through this. Wow. Now, when you, Frederica, let me interrupt you for a moment because you said you looked forward to it after the first couple of years when you got used to it. What is it that you anticipate? I think it's the feeling afterwards you feel so light and so free mm. um, that it feels like you don't have any tension with anybody. Mm. You know? Yeah. It feels like yeah. you're at peace with the world and at peace with the Lord. It's a clean slate. It's a clean slate. And that's necessary for Lent because Lent is hard, because we're, we're giving things up and we're having more prayer services than usual and we're doing so many more things. It, uh, we have a special diet during Lent, which is very demanding. Well, you're going to get grouchy, you know. You're going to get irritated with people. So it's wonderful to reset the bar at zero. Everything is level. Everything's been cleared. Mm-hmm. And now we go into Lent and begin the struggle to be strong Christians, to have victory over our desires, to be part of the community and fast the way everybody else is fasting. It's wonderful to have it leveled that way. And in Greece, they have, um, they call it Clean Monday. Clean Monday. You feel clean. And they have a tradition of flying kites. And that's just show how light your hearts oh, are. Isn't that a lovely thing? <laughs> In Greece they do this. Yes, yeah, oh, on Green Monday. <laughs> Frederica Matthews Green is with us. Uh, she is part of the Eastern uh, Orthodox tradition wow. of Christianity. Frederica, uh, you made reference to to your diet. Now, again, this is not part of, you know, mainstream American Christianity. In your in your churches, as Eastern Orthodox, you're all following along a same fasting routine. You're also sharing recipes and trying to, you know, keep each other sane and strong. Yes, that's right, because it's rather a demanding fast. In fact, it was the way that Christians fasted in the West as well. Demanding in what way? It's a vegan diet, so we don't have any meat. No fish, you know, fish with backbones. We can have shrimp. Um, we don't have any dairy, I think, is the hardest thing. Wow. We go without milk and cheese and eggs. Um, it's basically a vegan diet, and we do this for 49 days, nonstop. We don't get fr- uh, Sundays off like they did in Catholic Church. Right. When I was growing up. So um, it's a lot to ask of people. It's much easier now than it was when I first became Orthodox 27 years ago, because there's been so much more interest in the vegan diet. There are many more foods you can find just at the grocery store than we used to have back then. But you do feel deprived, and you do feel irritable sometimes. 
but you want to support the other people in the church by by sticking to your promises, basically, to try to do what they're trying to do. We hold each other up. So again, it really forges a close community. We do a lot of joking about how hard it is. We do a lot of joking about how tempted we are by, by this or that thing that we see. It's a lot of camaraderie, you know, and it forges us together in a way that, that's more intense than it is in most of the rest of the year mm-hmm. as we're going through the struggle together. Frederica, we love when you join us. Thank you. Thanks for sharing this window into something that is not part of what John and I have understood as uh, traditional Christianity. And uh, we love you. So thank you. Thanks a lot, Kathy. Our great pleasure. Yes. Thank you, Frederica. Frederica Matthews-Green, her, her latest work is called Welcome to the Orthodox Church, an Introduction to Eastern Christianity. If I could only imagine, and Mercy Me's Bart Miller. Now we have an artist who's had 32 number one singles. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. On March 13th. They're getting married. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Based on the inspiring true story. He chose to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. I still believe. Starring KJ Appa, Britt Robertson, Shania Twain, and Gary Sinise. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 13th. Go to IStillBelieveMovie.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days. Make 2020 a year you'll never forget. And join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. For details, visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. For the ones who forge metal and those with nerves of steel. For the ones who burn the midnight oil and the ones who rise with the sun. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry with over 250 local branches and a team of specialists available 24-7 to help you solve any challenge. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
The world of church construction is rapidly changing in today's safety-conscious marketplace. If renovation or new construction is in your future, don't miss the Worship and Facilities Conference, designed to answer the critical questions church and business leaders need to ask before they build. One day only, March 31st at the Bible Chapel in McMurray. Hear from experts in architecture, construction, banking, audiovisual, plus facility safety and security all in one place, 815 to 4, presented by Salem Media Group. Registration and details at wordfm.com. I'll tell you the things you read in the paper. Thank goodness for the free press. I mean, it's important yes. that we hear these things. Okay, here's a crazy story. All right, I'm ready. A retired federal administrative law judge from Mercer County, this is from today's PG by uh, reporter Torsten Ove, a retired federal administrative law judge from Mercer County pleaded guilty Friday to charges of buying a rifle for his boyfriend, a Northside felon described by the FBI as obsessed with Nazis and mass shooting. The judge, Carl Alexander, whoa, whoa. 78. Well, I'm going to have to stop you right there. I got to make sure I get the story right. So you're saying that there's a, a judge in Mercer County who's a, now retired. A retired federal judge who's okay. 78 years old. He's 78 years old. He bought a... He bought a gun for his boyfriend. An AR-15. An, okay. who who's, who's a convicted felon? Yes. And of course, he bought him the gun because the convicted felon can't buy his own gun. Exactly. So the retired he judge... He did this while he was the judge? No. Uh, apparently, the, the boyfriend... Has been asking the retired judge for seven or eight years to buy him buy him this gun, and the judge said, "Well, I can't because I'm a federal judge." Like that's so, the only reason. So now that the judge retired, he said, "Okay, let's go gun shopping." The two of them went to a, a local gun store where the felon, the 50 year old felon, the boyfriend, chose the gun, okay. and then the judge paid for the gun and used you know his background check and things like that. He was the purchaser of record, but then I, apparently the. But now wait, you also said that the boyfriend who received the AR-15 has a fascination with mass shootings. He does. So when this all came to oh light, um, federal agents went to the boyfriend's house where they confiscated the gun, and then they looked at his phone for you know I guess you have access to that once the felon's been under arrest, and there were photos of mass shootings. There were Nazi banners hanging in the house, and there was all sorts of takes on you know school shootings and things like that. Wow! So the judge, the seventy-eight-year-old judge, uh, has pled guilty today in federal court. He'll be sentenced later on in the summer, facing perhaps um, ten years or more in jail. As is fitting. Of course. Buying a felon who's obsessed with mass shootings. And you know I, that because you're in love with a guy. I, it's just crazy. It's a crazy story. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, for all of the conversation we have about gun safety, about what are we going to do with guns, about the proliferation of guns, and the number, I, I, a, a scenario like this never came into my head, that hmm. someone would actually on purpose buy a gun and give it to someone who's already fascinated with this kind of stuff. That's... A federal judge. That's a, And then the, you had the judge A federal part. judge. He said uh, that he had no excuse for what he'd done, All right. but he indicated he did it because of his relationship with Riggs, with the, uh, the boyfriend. Uh, the photos and paraphernalia clearly show the obsession with hate-based violence, Great. says U.S. Attorney Scott Brady. The cachet of firearms that he had clearly shows capacity to act on that obsession. I wonder how this was discovered. 
What do you mean? And how this, how they found out about this? My guess is, no, just seeing this, and I'm just only connecting the dots here. They're that, wondering why a federal judge bought an AR-15. That at the gun store, right, the gun shop, they saw these two guys together and just connected the dots. I don't know. It, the report well, let's doesn't just, say that. Let's just be unbelievably thankful that the authorities discovered this. Because this could have been a disaster. Yep. The things you read in the paper. Anyway. Wow, okay. I mean, we have lighter things in the 5 o'clock hour. It's National Oreo Day. We should talk about that. It's Employee Appreciation Day. Very nice. Can't we talk about that? All right. We also got a week in review coming up in the next hour. The Ride Home. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump has toured a neighborhood in Tennessee reduced to rubble by a tornado earlier this week. Statewide, the death toll stood at 24 from a pair of storms. The president now in Marietta, Georgia, meeting with officials with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Passengers aboard a cruise ship off the California coast have been instructed to stay in their cabins as they await test results that could show whether the coronavirus is spreading among the 3,500 people aboard. The results are expected sometime today. Hiring up in February as employers added 273,000 jobs, evidence that the economy was in strong shape before the coronavirus outbreak. The Labor Department says unemployment fell to 3.5 percent. The upbeat jobs report did not sway Wall Street. The Dow fell 256 points today. The Nasdaq down 163. This is SRNU. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You you have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorkehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel. December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit Seb. 
sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies, grass, pollen, dust dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Cloudy and cooler this afternoon with some rain or snow showers. Breezy, high 40. Breezy, otherwise mostly cloudy for tonight. Low for the rest of your Friday, 26. For Saturday, mostly sunny, high 42. Saturday night, clear, low 29. Mostly sunny on Sunday with a high 60. Monday, sunshine and some clouds with a high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, I guess it would help. I guess it would help. We're all caught up in this video thing. I didn't turn the microphones on. Good grief. Holy smokes. Okay, we're streaming. Yeah, we are streaming live on Facebook right now. You want to tune on and watch the show, you can. 101.5 Word FM on Facebook or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Either one will get you to the right feed. I'm trying to answer all the comments in the order that they are received. But we'd love to hear from you today. We've yeah. got a great 5 o'clock hour. Remember um, as a kid watching Johnny Carson? And, you know, Johnny would drink out of his cup. or you know, or, or yes. let, and, and he'd always joke about what was in the cup. Just drinking, having a drink of water here thinking... You know, people are probably thinking, what's he drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, you were drinking some hoity-toity tea yesterday. Same thing today? uh, This is a brand new tea that my daughter purchased at Presta George on Penn Avenue in the Strip. It's called Caribbean Black. It's magically delicious. Really? Delish. It is super black with, it looks like fireworks in it. There's like little specks of yellow, little specks of pink. little specks. Yeah. What is that? Caribbean stuff. Really? Uh-huh. It's nice. I well, like it. Let's go to the Duffy cam because oh. he's enjoying himself a liquid uh, mm. beverage as well there. Mm. Check it out. <laughs> hey. Yes. There is the Duffy cam. Kirkland's purified water, Oh, everybody. that is so beautiful. That's very nice. Now, is that coronavirus free? It sure is. There's Duffy. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Duffy looks like he's like, you know, uh, calling a game for the uh, Washington, uh, the curve, the Altoona curve. That's a slider low and away. All right. Now, let me let me say that people are commenting right now on Facebook. The Duffy. Um, yeah. People are very excited to finally see new Mike. Oh, they're very excited Aww. that the Mike camp. And one person says, "Oh my gosh, he looks like he's 16." Yeah, he hey. does. He does. Uh-huh. Thank you. He does look like he's 16. <laughs> and that gold tooth does wonders. Try to guess my age. I'll give you a prize. Guess uh, his age. Uh, I'm not gonna. I guess his age. I know, know his age. That's guess not his a, weight. That's not a fun game. Guess my. You know. Stuff. You know my goal. Mm. Way less than Mike. That's right. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, good news. 
it's fish sandwich season, as we all know. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to know, first of all, I know you guys both like a fish sandwich. I do like Mike, a Mike, you always get one at the Green Tree Inn when we're there. Mm-hmm. And I got to start doing that because we always, every time we go out, we get all the same things. Pretty we're much. Just, boring because, no you look forward to it i guess so but i we get should the be a little bit and i get the rachel mm-hmm. and you get the fish sandwich yeah i mean they should they shouldn't even ask us anymore no they just no. know anyway i'm wondering if there's a if there's a place that you're thinking of going either tonight next friday if yep. you have a plan because i saw today that chick-fil-a's fish sandwiches are back and i never even knew that they had one yeah i know they had is that, that like the filet o fish yeah. at uh mcdonald's mm-hmm. is it like a filet of fish it is yeah it's pretty good too is it it's really? Bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. It it's is. Like, I've had a couple. It's probably, it's probably like Gordon's. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Gordon, sure. A fish know. stick. I like a fish stick. Now, <laughs> I don't know exactly what's in there. I don't know. But I do love it's a not, fish stick. It's probably not a whole lot of fish. I don't think so. Right? Uh-uh. How about a little fish stick with making your own tartar sauce? Oh, you yeah. do that? Okay. I don't make my own tartar sauce. What do you mean? I buy it at Woolies. Oh, no, I make my own. Just get a little mayonnaise, a little relish, and that's it. Boom, I'm good to go. Well, I mean, right? okay, if you're going to show off about it. What do you mean? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, I want a fish sandwich tonight. I really do. Have you guys ever crashed a fish fry? What the heck does that mean? Have we ever crashed a fish fry? Have you ever crashed a fish fry? What, like, like, you mean if it's not your church and yeah. you show up? Yeah. I've gone to another church's fish yeah. fry? Yeah, yeah, of course, all the time. I've always wanted to do I've that. I've never done that. Like, firehouses do that. There, there's the fire, There's I think Bellevue Firehouse. Swissville, VFD, yeah. one of the best fish sandwiches in the area. I, I saw that written. No, I've never done that. Mike, it's made me a little nervous. Like, it's not my congregation. Maybe they look at me as an interloper. What are you talking That's about? That's what I thought. No, they, they, they want your business. But here's the thing. You grew up Catholic. That's like your genre. My genre. My, yeah, it's like your, those are your people, so they accept you. Mike and I are a little nervous about it. I mean, I'm not walking in there like, you know, with the Holy Spirit, you know, like with a chip on my shoulder or something. I don't know. So you're saying that Mike and I can go, like tonight, he and I, after the show. It's for the community. Go... As a lover of fish sandwiches, they would accept anyone coming in the door, right? You don't have to be a believer to buy a fish sandwich. The hope is that the fish sandwich itself is a means of introducing people. Well, it's not salvific. I don't, let's not get carried away. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is. It's, it's not a salvation issue. All right. But who doesn't love a fish sandwich? All right, Mike. I think we need to make a plan. I think we do. Because if they're going to accept us, then what the heck are we waiting for? Yeah. Absolutely. Or, at the very worst, how about going down to, um, how about the original Oyster House? Boy, I haven't had a fish sandwich there in forever. Oh, I love the fish sandwich there. Uh, okay, you know, the last fish sandwich I had, mm. I gave a 10 out of 10 to. It was that delicious. Really? It was at Primanti's oh. in Ooh. Market Square. People. Whoever made my fish sandwich that day, what it was spectacular really? and you know how when you go to permanis i shouldn't say this i often don't finish my food yeah. it's a lot of it's food, lot of food yeah. for me yeah i ate everything oh my you know God. the little bits of shredded lettuce mm. eating oh, yeah. it was gone sucking that up yeah right okay so in today's trib they have a listing of all and i say all all the fish fries in the area okay and it, the list it's sort of like the reverse of school closings i mean it's like <laughs> It's like the best. Are they in alphabetical order? No, it's yeah, they're in alphabetical order. They are. So you just all I need is like Bill Steinbach reading them off. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, the list goes on and on, and then they have little descriptions. They have little extra special things. The hours, the directions, phone numbers. Holy smokes! 
Wow. No excuse not to have a fish sandwich today. Okay. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. Let's plan on that. Okay. I need to bring up another thing. Tell me. So now that we're streaming live on Facebook. We are. Um, Look at us. And, you know, if you're not able to watch the show live, later on tonight, you can log on to Facebook and watch the whole show. Oh. Who, who we we also that? have we also have bits there, on, there on our YouTube channel now. There's going to be all sorts of different ways that you can see us. But this is what I want to say. Tell me. Can we, should we, make Friday casual Friday? Casual yes. Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, look, in the first hour. I mean, we tried. I mean, this is a place of thing. business. We're dressing up. You know, John had a tie on for the for hour for one of today's hour. show. Somehow around 4.03, the tie disappeared. I don't know what's happening. Right, right. But it, should Friday be dress down day? It's my question. I brought a hat in today, but I didn't wear it. Oh, it's in my office. Why didn't you? I don't know. I got a little shy. Look, this whole thing, this screen is freaking me out. Yeah. It is. We've spent years. Kath and I have doing this show forever For together. 10 years in a little cave. And, you know, I, I don't, we, nobody ever paid. Look, <laughs> exactly. I told Mike he can now use little post-it notes to communicate. Help you. Help you why? It's weird, Mike. Because he's trying to get away from the two of us. Uh-huh. And can right. you blame him? No. It's a lot of psychosis that goes into this room and feeds through the audio cables Here's to him. Here's the deal. Mike is like, now, he is like the ultimate control over our lives. I know. He can show us at angles. our words. He can do it. Anyway, so I'm thinking about casual Friday. Okay, so maybe good. next Friday we come in and like... I'll my Kansas T-shirt. I'm going to wear an, uh, a jumpsuit. A listener suggested we wear concert T-shirts on Fridays. Huh? I've got several. Do you have several? I have, I have two that I can think two? of. Two, just two. How many concerts? You don't go buy T-shirts when you go to a concert that you love. I do, but I don't. But I don't buy a concert at. Ev- I don't buy a T-shirt at every concert. Not every. Only concerts that I particularly love. Here's a problem. I've kind of had to leave a few of those behind because I've gotten a little girthy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those in the rag bag. I was like, wait a second. That's my Journey uh, t-shirt from like 86. Oh, wait, speaking of Journey, yeah. I can't believe you brought this up. Mm. I didn't even know we were going to talk about this today, but I had it in my stack of stuff just in case. And I wish right now we could play separate ways, but we can't because uh, we're having no. a little problem with uh, trademarks when it comes to music. But stack of two stuff. members of Journey have been kicked out of the band. What? They're filing a lawsuit. What? Yeah. The bassist, Ron, Ross Valerie, and the drummer, Stephen Smith, kicked out of Journey Why? after Neil Schoen and keyboardist John Kane filed a lawsuit against them, accusing them of attempting a coup. <laughs> is, is there anything more petty than a band fight? Don't stop believing. Huh? A band fight. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sean and uh, Kane accused their former bandmates of declaratory judgment and breach of fiduciary yeah. duty and are seeking damages... Ten million. Ten million. Listen, we may be Journey, but we don't like you anymore. Okay, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you, dude. Stop. Anyway, yeah. that's bad news for Journey. It sure that's is. That's funny that you brought it that is. up. Hey, uh, what about that? What time is it? Oh, holy smokes! It's time for me to tell you all of you. Tell me your weekend has begun. Yeah. Okay, and here's where we used to play like a lot of music, and it'd be like a lot of fun, and we like you know jump up and down. Right. Now we just have Mike. Mike, give me the mic. Give me the Duffy can. Don't stop yeah. believing. <laughs> hey, what what do you got there? You got a couple of... Um, Can we be done with this You got a couple segment? of eggs back there. Yeah. He's having some eggs. Is he having lights. some eggs? A couple of dip eggs. Those are the lights. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Reflection from there. All right, hit the button. All right. All right. Hold on. Here's, we did this. <laughs> coming, up, coming up next, the coronavirus and your family. Burner. We got some biblical wisdom for parents coming up next. All right. 
Hey, oh, Marsha's going to be with us too, right? Is Marsha with us? Yeah. Is she with us right, right now? Right, like right now. Hold on. Now, what we need, really, we have a Duffy cam in studio. What we need is the Springhouse cam. Yes. man, Marsha, we'd love to see you down at the Springhouse right now on camera. If we're going to do it, heck, lady, why shouldn't you do it? <laughs> That sounds lovely. <laughs> oh, it's not. Believe me. <laughs> Marcia, tell us what's going on this weekend at the Springhouse. Well, it's kind of a calm before the storm, Cass, because we have coming up soon is our spring ham and turkey dinner, and then our Easter egg hunt, our Palm Sunday feast, and then people will be picking up Easter orders and all kinds of fun stuff. So this is the calm before the storm. But I can, we kind of had an exciting day today. So, you know, we milk our own cows. We milk 130 cows, and we pasteurize and homogenize the milk. But our equipment that we pasteurize and homogenize is, you know, things that were made in the old days last a long time. Well, ours has lasted a really long time. <laughs> Say that it's older than my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so today I had an opportunity to um, do some online bidding and a couple – get a new pasteurizer and a new homogenizer for our milk processing room. Wow, how cool is that? The <laughs> yeah, power I'm pretty th- about coming up to the century. Very nice. <laughs> wow. Good job, Marcia. The power hey. of the internet, yeah. Marcia, we also thought of you today because uh, premiering today is a brand new film called First Cow. Have you heard of it? No, are you serious? Oh my yeah, gosh, it, it looks, looks like, really like a lot of fun. It looks like a beautiful movie, mm-hmm. a really beautiful movie. Anyway, we love the Springhouse oh. cows. Yeah, we yeah. really do. All right, Marsh. So the calm before the storm. The calm before the storm. This weekend at the Springhouse. One hundred one point five WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Certain conditions must exist in order for God to pour out his blessings. You see, God promised the blessing, but we must receive the blessing by being blessable. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Outer Maria from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. Do they have any problems with the drinking water? I always worry about the conditions of the water. I don't know if it has holes in the pipes. In winter, they get sick. They might get diarrhea. They might get uh, stomachache. I believe that is because of the, the water conditions that they have. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say give. Dial pound 250 and say give. Or give online at wordfm.com. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Okay, so if you're reading along at home or watching, you know, cable news or whatnot, the coronavirus story is just, it's 
become its own life. Taking over. Right. We, we Kath and I were talking about, you know, the Asian or Chinese restaurants here in town, you know, having a decline in business because people think, you know, that they're going to get the virus there. Which is the single Which most ridiculous thing I've ever crazy. heard. Or, or, of course, the airlines, they're suffering. Uh, the, the county jail is talking about their application to the coronavirus for inmates. It's, it's covering every section of society school closings sporting events you know yep. the teams are going to you know play games in without empty any stadiums or empty rinks or all whatever right. so all that so you know as we're talking at home and our kids overhear our conversations or, or they're watching online or listening online what are they thinking i mean i think a lot of kids are totally freaked out about this mm-hmm. and, and rightfully so because it feels like it's we're in deeply uncharted territory well, Christine Chappelle is with us. Christine's been with us before. She is um, the author of Clean Home, Messy Heart, and Help, My Teen is Depressed. Christine hosts the Hope and Help podcast. She's passionate about advocating for biblical one-another care and discipleship in the context of the local church. Christine, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you guys so much for inviting me back. It's a real. It's been a lot of fun, actually, just to watch you on the live stream. I've been... Checking it out and giggling along with you guys, so Good. it's really neat. There's a lot of giggling. <laughs> it's very kind of you. Tell you that. <laughs> we get used to this crazy lifestyle yeah, we're gosh. having. <laughs> um, so the coronavirus, to me, is I think we're airing one of two ways, and this is with with most major issues: is that we're either underreacting or overreacting. It's hard to come down in the middle and be sensible and faithful with it, especially when you've got kids. So, Christine, talk about where you are with this and what you're experiencing. You know, to be honest, it really hasn't come into our home all that much. How old are your um, I mean, kids? Obviously we're, I have a 13-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Okay. And so, yeah. And so, you know, the conversations are, you know, there's something, you know, that people are stirred up about. But really the panic, I don't think, because maybe it's not necessarily in our particular area quite yet, the panic isn't, you know, settling into where I'm having to intersect with it. Uh, directly, but I do deal with my youngest child who has a significant fear of death, to be honest with you. And so, you know, um, I think that's kind of where these types of things can really shake us up is because it does bring death front and center to us. We hear the stories about what's happening in other countries and the people who are dying. And, you know, we would prefer not to have conversations about death because we just want to avoid the topic altogether. And so, you know, as a result, when things like this do come into the home or into the schools and in our communities, you know, there is this shakeup and, and we're not really sure how to respond. Right, exactly. I mean, so our kids are a little older, Christine. Uh, my youngest is 19. My oldest is 22. Um, and Kath kids are pretty much the same age. And, and my wife and I have found that, you know, we're sort of reverting to our old style of parenting where, you know, uh, of course, you know, they're not fragile. But at the same time, you know, my 19-year-old came home a while ago and was like, holy smokes. I mean, I went to the store and, you know, people were like, you know, buying bleach and sanitizers and stuff. Should I be worried about this? 
So, you know, we're kind of like, you know, talking amongst ourselves. How worried should you be, of course, you know, just personally? And then how do you talk to your kids about fear and anxiety, especially as being a believer? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be over the top about this. Of course, God's in control. We'll come through this. He's got a plan for us. So whatever my fear and worry and anxiety is about, it's not going to make a difference anyway. I'm going to rely on the sanctity of Christ in my life. But at the same time, I don't want to be, you know, whistling through the graveyard either and be completely and totally oblivious to this because clearly something is happening, whether it's, you know, a media infused thing or not. And there is some of that, of course, something is happening. And so we should be prepared. Right. Well, you know, kids are looking to parents or caregivers for assurance and for refuge. To be honest with you, a lot of our children are not regenerate in Christ, and so they may not know God as a father and a refuge, and so instead they look to us to find comfort. And so, you know, kids are very observant. You know, how is mom and dad or how is grandma or whoever the caregiver is responding in this situation, and they will model their responses based on how we're talking about this particular topic. And so we need to be mindful of how we are having conversations, so how we are responding, because we don't want to convey that it's possible to avoid death. You know, it's not. Money and medicine can only manufacture a certain level of peace. They can, it can only prolong mortality and, and, and uh, health you know, for, for only a period of time, but we never know. Regardless of whether we have cures and treatments and tests, we could fall and drop dead the next minute from something totally unrelated. And so in one sense, we're trying to control the things that are happening around us by being very clean or avoiding groups. And I'm not saying don't pay attention to just wise action and, you know, pervade, uh, preventive care, but at the same time, if this is our ultimate hope, that the ultimate way that we experience peace and joy during this time is that we're able to avoid suffering, avoid sickness, then that really communicates a pretty significant uh, distrust in not only what our purpose in life is, but that life is, that here and now, the life that we have is not the end. You know, if we're trying to cling to life as we know it today, do our kids really think that mom and dad believe that there is something beyond, that there's even a hope worth clinging to for our future when, you know, the the disease does overtake someone or there is no more cures to be able to try to treat a situation? And so ultimately, our children are looking to see is mom and dad's faith in Christ even real at this point? Do they really believe the promises of Jesus Christ and what his salvation affords? And, and mm-hmm. times like these are excellent opportunities to really to prove to them and invite them into uh, to trust in the Lord, even though there's so much chaos around them. Christine Chappelle's with us, author of Clean Home, Messy Heart, and Help My Teen is Depressed. We're talking about the coronavirus and your fa- <clears throat> excuse me, and your family ways to talk to your kids. So, Christine, when as I was thinking about our, our segment today, getting ready for the show, two TV shows that I have watched that had to do with major illnesses or plagues, so to speak, in history came to my head. The first one is, for those of you that watched The Crown, in the very first season, do you remember when the fog descended on yes. London? Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Right? <laughs> yes. And, and oh Winston Churchill had to deal with that 
that disaster. He did not think it was a disaster at the beginning. Right. He thought it was totally overblown. He didn't think it was that big of a deal until he walked out in it himself. Right. But and the, and the other one I thought of um, was and now I forgot about it. Oh, I know it was Downton Abbey. <laughs> Downton Abbey at the very beginning, I don't know if you remember, they're, they're finishing out World War, World War One, and then the Spanish flu hits. Right. And so it shows people in the family who are starting to work in convalescent centers and starting to volunteer in hospitals and all those sorts of things. They opened up the Abbey. They opened up the Abbey, right, so that they so that people would have a place to go. In both of those, those instances, and I know that they're dramatic retellings, but in both of those instances, what's compelling to us? What's compelling is seeing whether the people who were living then had enough care character to make the right decisions when things got hard. And that's really the same thing that we need to think about in ourselves. Are we going to are, are we ready? Are we going to do the right thing? Are we going to look like Jesus when something hard hits? Right. Well, and I would even say too that sometimes we can make this our what our response is a little more complicated than it really needs to be. You know, to boil it down what does it look like to glorify God in this situation? And a lot of times in our our homes and our family context, it just means loving one another mm-hmm. well, of you know, of of serving other people. Maybe in our local body, where in communities where there where this virus has been detected, maybe it means um, you know uh, volunteering somewhere, serving in the local community, praying for people. And we for, a lot of times we treat prayer as a last resort, but even just as a family coming around and say, look, children. You know, this thing is going on in our community. We don't know what the answer is. We don't know how long it's going to be around. But here are some things that we know the scriptures tell us that we can do that will actually impact not only our hearts in this situation when we're afraid, but also that can have a power in our local context to be helpful. And prayer is one of those things, and service to other people is also one of those things. So one of the ways that, like you said, at Downton Abbey and in the other shows, is what we love to see in those stories is people rising up to the occasion and serving others. You know, those are the heroes. And so we each in our own little context, the children even have, you know, something that they can do and that they can contribute, even in small little ways, uh, just to show that, look, we're, we're concerned, you know, and of course, anyone who's suffering or has died because of this, we should lament over that. And that's awful. And we want to pray for those families, but we also just want to be helping our children to have a other mindedness mm-hmm. about the situation. It's not all about me, me, me. What are we going to do? What happens if this happens to me? You know, that that turns us inward. If we have a humble other-mindedness to care for other people and to love God in the midst of what's going on, then all of a sudden we can see that there's a little bit of peace creeping into the situation. There's a little bit of surrender. And right. now we're like, okay, we're in this together yes. as a family. We're going to do what we can. And that's all that we can do. Fabulous. Christine, thanks an awful lot. That, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. That's a good word for the day. I, tr- I certainly appreciate uh, your strong wisdom on this. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Christine Chappelle, uh, she is the author of Clean Home, Messy Heart, and Help My Teen is Depressed. She also hosts the Hope and Help podcast. Just loved her. Christine Chappelle. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, In just a couple minutes, we're going to do the weekend review. But before then, we'll talk about the uh, new details of the officer-involved shooting in the north side that happened last night. We'll give some information next. 
see today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge. March 13th through 15th, Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2019, plus the highly anticipated 2020 release, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp Story, plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes. Sponsored by J&D Waterproofing. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. You know, uh, Grove City College is on a break right now, like a lot of colleges. Not a spring break, but a winter break. So uh, I'm talking to my kid about, you know, what's going on at Grove City. And, you know, he's talking about the choir is having a tour right now. You know, members of the uh, select choir are in the southeast. There's also film festivals that are going on on campus. There's all these different things. I mean, the swim team continues to practice. So even as school is at a pause, the education continues to exist at Grove City College. And one of the great things I love about Grove City is that their teacher-to-student ratio, 13 to 1. So for every teacher, 13 kids are engaged. And there's no grad students, no teaching assistants are involved in this. Grove City doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, itself also is extremely powerful about the nature and the quality of education at Grove City College. One of the biggest difficulties I had as an undergrad is the fact that until I was probably halfway through my junior year, all of my teachers were TAs. Wow. I mean, that's just the way it was. It's a giant school. It's a public school. I was taking a lot of general ed classes to get them out of the way, I see. and they're not often taught by a professor. It's really frustrating, especially when you're looking at how tuition dollars add up now. Don't you want your kid to be actually taught by a professor? Right. I mean, both John and I have children that go to Grow City, and I can't tell you how much I have appreciated hearing about their classes and hearing about the professors that are actually teaching them. We love it. Check it out online for your child, gcc.edu. Everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. Cloudy and cooler this afternoon with some rain or snow showers. Breezy, high 40. Breezy, otherwise mostly cloudy for tonight, low for the rest of your Friday, 26. For Saturday, mostly sunny, high 42. Saturday night, clear, low 29. Mostly sunny on Sunday with a high 60. Monday, sunshine and some clouds with a high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Last night at 7 o'clock on the north side, there was a police shooting. And uh, as part of that... uh, a suspect was killed. A young man was killed. Seven o'clock Thursday night, four detectives were riding in an unmarked GMC Yukon. They saw a car, and for whatever reason that they have not talked about, they decided to pull the car over. And when they did, uh, a man got out of the car. Um, 
uh, Elijah Brewer and apparently started to fire. And so shots were fired back. Elijah Brewer, who was 25, was killed. And a, a police officer, uh, his name is, um, I'm sorry, I should know this. Uh, this police officer was shot in the leg. Uh, McDonough is his name. And um, Officer McDonough was shot in the leg. He was taken away by ambulance. And Elijah uh, Brewer was pronounced dead at the scene. And uh, there was a press conference today to sort of fill in the blanks. But that's all that's known at this okay. point. Those are the, the sort of the mechanics of what happened. Of course, more will come out about this. But um, our, our prayers go yes. out to the police officer, of course, who's been injured. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the family and uh, friends of the young man who's of died. Elijah Brewer, who uh, passed away last night on the streets of the north side. It happens far too often, does it not? That uh, There are shootings and people are killed. We have had a lot of feedback on an interview we did earlier this week with Pat Premick. Pat spent the last 11 years in China and just within the last four weeks has returned to America. She spent an hour in studio with us and she talked about the advent, uh, the evolution of the coronavirus in China, what that was like from a Chinese perspective. She also talked about her work there as a Christian and the changing environment of government towards people of faith. It is an absolutely fascinating interview. In Very fact, compelling. so many people were, were watching it on Facebook. It kind of stopped working, and so um, our uh, producer—no, our pro- no, Mike's our producer. What do you call Gary? Our operations manager yes. uh, just clipped the video and put it in our brand new YouTube channel. So the word Pittsburgh is the YouTube channel. The word Pittsburgh. You can look up. Uh, you won't find it under Pat Premick. You'll find it under the coronavirus, the Chinese experience, the ride home with John and Kathy. So if you want to watch that and listen to it, and if you don't, you really should. It is. There's so much information. You'll really, I think, get a lot out of it. Sure. It'll open your eyes and give you great thanks for being here in the United States of America. Yeah. So anyway, that's on YouTube. The word Pittsburgh. Coming up next, it's been a long seven days, the Week in Review. Yep. What did you see? What did you eat? What did you watch? What made you happy? What hacked you off? All that straight ahead. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. When will Jesus return? At any moment, Jesus may come. We're not waiting on any prophecy to be fulfilled ere Jesus comes. And the first event for the church. We're caught up to meet the Lord as the judgment seat of Christ and then the marriage of the Lamb. Join us for Adrian Rogers' Triumph of the Lamb series this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour during Admissions Week, March 9th through 13th. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where 
of the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. I'm exhausted. Seriously. I mean, there's such an onslaught of things that are going on right now. You know, the coronavirus, the politics, uh, you name it. Uh, It's like it's grabbing, you know, like a... A horse by its tail yeah. and trying to corral it into some sort of peace and, and tranquility when it just feels as though things are just nuts out there. Right. And the problem is that because things are moving so fast right now and people are moving up their like anxiety level or maybe they're having their anxiety level raised – it's hard to keep up with what we've just talked about or what we've just seen in the last couple of days. Got that right. Which is why we do a week in review. Yeah. Right? I mean, seriously, one of these days, we should post our, our show calendar for the week online to see, you know, what people, you know, what, what we've been talking about all that week. I know. It's an awful lot. Okay. So I think it's good. Yeah, I do. We're, we're going to take a look back. Okay. Mike, would you start us out with number one? What was everyone talking about this week? I mean, that's easy. From my perspective, everyone's talking about the coronavirus. Right. I mean, people have you go to the stores right now. Uh, people are buying bleach and hand sanitizer Listen, and there wipes. Were no, there was not one roll of toilet paper in Sam's Club last night. Uh huh. Not one. People are freaking out a little bit here. I'm not a little bit, but it feels as though I'm not sure what the coronavirus has to do with toilet paper. Know. But I for sure all of a sudden want to stock up. I don't know. You know, I mean, this goes way back. But when you remember the early um, Twilight Zone episode of where there was, you know, something about that, whether aliens were coming or something, it fe- people's anxiety level is so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen the country on edge like this. Oh, and I'm not why tr- 2K? Oh my gosh! I think this is a little more deeper. Well. It might be, but that was the fear of the absolute unknown. Right. The absolute unknown. Maybe I should use the same strategy where I should go buy 22D batteries. Yeah. Do you think that'll help? I mean, okay, so all, all, to say, all that to say, 
you know, people have been talking about, you know, the 1918 pandemic. This is not going to be the 1918 pandemic because medical oh. science has their lit right. all this. There's so many things. There were no that, antibiotics that, in 1918. There were so many positive things and about the And I know that you don't treat a virus with an antibiotic, but part of the problem are underlying infections, which you would treat okay. with an antibiotic. Okay, all right, that's what, I, that's what everybody's talking about All right, yeah, that's what I, I agree. That's what right. everybody's talking about this week. All right, Mike. What was a conversation that made you think? It has to be on Tuesday's show when I a few moments ago shared. Pat Premick was here. She spent the last 11 years living in China. She talked about her experience as a, um, she's an international, but China's her home, what it was like to see the whole coronavirus story come out. Uh, with the suppression of the Chinese government, what it was like to see over the last 10 years yep. the uh, the evolution of uh, governmental power, the lessening of individual uh, autonomy. It's just there's so many things about it I thought were fascinating. That's a great conversation. Uh, I'll, I'll think about that and talk about uh, our conversation with D.H. Dilbeck on mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass, yeah. which I've been thinking about a lot this week as well. What an incredible person and how deep and bright and strong he was to see how he was, you know, sort of pushed down and marginalized. Frederick Douglass and the D.H. Dilbeck, the uh, the book about that, was an incredible moment for me. An American hero, yeah. no question about it. I'm getting kind of hungry. Yeah, what do you got? Mike, number three. What did you eat? Okay, what did I eat? My wife uh, was was making Christmas cookies a while back, you know, uh, and we ate those, and then she froze she froze chunks of them, like the, but like the like dough. just the batter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then two days ago, that's she dangerous. Cut that. That is a dangerous put, thing to have in your home. Put them in the oven, and you know, at nine o'clock at night, I'm eating these, you know, date nut pinwheels. Are, are you eating the um, the pistachio I ones am. with the orange? Yes, I am. Pistachio and orange. I made those too. Oh, the fabulous! I love them so much. I made them myself. I've been eating. I've been eating Christmas cookies in March. Oh gosh, that's good. I wish I was you. That's How about you? terrific. All right, I went to the strip on Wednesday of this week, and I went into Penmac, and you know where the cheese counter is, where Deerheart used to work. Oh, yes, you're loving Well, down at the other side, they have their salami, well, past the olives, they have their cold cuts. Cold cuts are not my thing. Prosciutto? I don't like any. I really don't like much of that. I do. But I had this interest in salami. For some reason, it was in Mm. my head, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go down, and I'm going to ask them, "What what do you have down there? So this very nice man, I wish I could tell you his name, said, "Uh, okay, what kind of salami do you want? And I said, I I, I have no idea. I don't really eat salami. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to start you out with golf feta. Mm. I said, all right. Sure. So I said, so as he's cutting out, I said, what's the deal with golf feta? He said, well, it's very low in fat. And he said, it's made in Italy and imported. And all the Italians who live in Pittsburgh cannot believe we have it. Really? So I thought. Like as a Polish girl, if the Italians like it, I'm I might like that. it. Because you think salami's high in fat. It is so. No kidding. Amazing. Oh, I'm going to go there. People, so you you it's 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 shaved razor thin. You add New York sharp cheddar to nice. it. You put it on fresh bread with lettuce and tomato, mayo, maybe some whole grain mustard. Whatever you want to do, it'll change your perspective. Fabulous. Like, what did you watch? Okay, yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for this for a while because I've seen the um, promos on uh, Prime. I'm watching Hunters with Al Pacino. Really? The first show is two hours long. Tell me. It's excellent. I look forward to much, much more. It's set in the mid-70s. It starts off right away with violence and some murder, and then Al Pacino comes into the picture. It was very compelling. 
I loved it. I finished it last night. I had to watch it over. The whole, you mean a few you, days. you finished the two se- the yeah. two hour season premiere? Right. <gasps> I loved it a lot. Hunters. Oh, I'm Al excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you? All right. I found a show called Art Detectives. Oh. I can't tell you how terrific it is. Really? It's super geek, super deep. Uh, two hosts, uh, Bendor Grosvenor, okay, and what's her name? Emma DeBeery. It's made in in Britain. And check check this out. The guy is a um, a man who made his career working for people who worked in Parliament. So oh, he sure. has a he has a background PhD in political science. But somewhere along the way, he discovered that he has a particular eye for looking at fine art masterpieces that are attributed to a certain painter, and realizing that they've been attributed to the wrong one. Oh, what's it called? It's called Art Detectives. I'm gonna watch that. And so he picks a piece of art. Yeah. And he goes up and he says, "This has always been attributed to." Yeah, Van Gogh. Yeah. And he says, I, I don't I don't think it's him. Oh, and so, so it's cool. a whole hour of oh, him going to art restores, doing a deep dive into research, into archives. Uh, it is fascinating. I'm a complete addict now oh, that's so to cool. art detectives. Fabulous. Okay, great. What hacked you off? All right. Uh, Mike, um, do you think this clip would work? Do you have this clip that you could play? Okay, l- listen to this where his mouth is and to make a huge difference by helping Joe Biden. And that would be quite a legacy for him. And I I think uh, that's what he's looking at. So once he can kind of have a moment, swallow his pride um, and get back to work, uh, that would be the best thing for the Democrats. But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, Somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. I've got it. Let's put it up on the screen. When I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent 500 million on ads. U.S. population, 327 million. Uh, Don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American one million dollars and have had lunch money left over it's an incredible way of putting it okay all right so that's i mean it it hacks me off only because you know the major established news media are supposed to be the experts guiding us through this process you know i mean all the difficult issues last night those experts are brian williams brian williams and a woman by the name of mara gay who is on the new york times editorial board where last night they're talking on network or on cable television about uh, Michael Bloomberg spending $500 million. Now, the math is completely bonkers. It's like remedial <laughs> math. It's like second-grade math. They so got, Bloomberg spent $500 million. So they think, well, uh, he spent that much money. Then there's only 320 million Americans. Every one of us should have got a million dollars. Right. That's that, crazy. It would turn out to be a dollar fifty-four a person. If there were 300 people living in America, that math would have worked. I mean, that's and crazy. it's longer than you like. You listen to it and you think, "Wow, they really thought that for a long time." They did, yeah. Anyway, um, that's what hacked me off. How about okay, you? Okay, well, what hacked me off is I cannot believe there are people who are not going to Asian restaurants because they're afraid they're going to get the oh, coronavirus. Come now, on, stop it! Now, someone use their head. Okay, you're not going to get the coronavirus <laughs> from an Asian person who lives in Pittsburgh. I'm going to have an egg roll. I mean, what? Could I have an egg roll, please? It doesn't even make... No, mushu pork. Good I don't think grief. so. Would you just go out to a Chinese restaurant, a, go to yourself. Royal Myanmar like me, enjoy yourself and pay, you know, buy more than you normally do because okay, these poor good. people. All right. Mike, next. What was the best news you heard this week? Best All right. News? Yeah. Vermont's Josh Spidell. Did you mm. see this story? No. This was a couple days ago. It just, 
it brought tears to my eyes. Josh Spidell was a highly touted basketball prospect for the University of Vermont Mm. before he had a car accident his senior year and ended up in a coma. Now, Vermont, in spite of his rehabilitation, which has taken a very, very long time, cognitively, he's not where he was before. The University of Vermont honored his entire scholarship, and now he's a senior. Oh, fabulous. And Wednesday night was his first game that he played. Holy smokes. And he got the start, and he went out, and he scored the first points of the game, and then the whole place. I mean, every. Everybody was crying, wow. clapping. He was hugging the, his coach. He was hugging the coach of the University of Albany, all the players. It was such a beautiful moment. I oh, love so college sports. I love that they stuck with him all that time. The coach said without his accident, he would have been an all-time basketball hero <sighs> for the University of Vermont. And he said maybe this way, he's actually more of one. What's his name? Josh Spidell. That's a great story. Okay, best news of the week for me was Super Tuesday. Uh, when I look at the rise of the so-called democratic socialists, I go, that's kind of weird. Uh, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, true. So to see Bernie, um, you know, sort of derailed, because I thought the Bernie train was coming hard. Of course, who knows? But to see Joe Biden in there, not that I'm saying, you know, I'm pro-Biden or whatnot, but the democratic socialist and this new rise, that's going to come sooner or later. Maybe not this election, hopefully mm-hmm. not. Down the road a little bit, we can defeat that. That's good for America. All right. That's okay. what I say. That's what we got, people. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today? Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say give. Dial pound 250 and say give. Or give online at wordfm.com. For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. After all this, I don't know about you, but after all this week... I could use two things, some good news and perhaps fun news, or even better, no news, because no news is good news. We can take a break from the news. I think that's fine. Would eating an Oreo help you along the way? Here's the problem with Oreos. You bring home an Oreo, and now they've got that little sort of easy, have you seen that? Mm -hmm. That, The easy door, right? Easy door. And I'm not going to have one Oreo or three Oreos, I'm going to have about 10 Oreos. That's always the problem. I have like no self-control when the Oreos sure. come into the house. Sure. Mike, do you like yourself an Oreo? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. Let's see the mic cam, please. Yeah. Okay, yeah, mic cam with, with Oreo. There it is. Yeah, there, there it is. you there go. There oh, there's Gary. Hey, there you go. <laughs> okay, go away. <laughs> yeah, go away. Sorry, we didn't mean to do that. Gary doesn't want to be on camera. <laughs> now, I only like homemade cookies. What do you mean? Wait, except for the Oreo. Okay. Because they are so delicious. They're so perfect. Yeah. Everything about them is so ideal. I, I don't buy them because they. I can't possibly control myself around them. Okay, so what about like the new Oreo, like the double stuffed Oreo, or the vanilla Oreo, or all those different okay, so, mint Oreo? So double stuffed is what it was always meant to be. I think that's so. God's will for humanity. Yeah, is that we would have something like that's the right Oreos. ratio. Yeah. don't you think? I think so. Yeah, I think the original is kind of sad, and I think this new like super thin. I like it. Oh, I like it a lot. Oh, to be honest, that's my preferred. Oh, it is. I thought you were, you just said you like double stuff. How I do. do. You like the super skinny I like one? that super. It reminds me in some ways almost of a thin mint, perhaps even better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't. I feel like I don't even know you. Oh yeah. Okay. Thin thin Oreo. The, the vanilla golden ones. I like those. Spectacular. Yeah. The mint ones. I like those too. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Everything about them. I, we hope that you celebrate National Oreo Cookie Day and live it up. Do you dunk? Are you a milk dunker? I love to dunk. Yeah. And that, you know? A nice cup of organic skim milk. Mike, oh, are you with me on that? You just ruined that. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. You have uh-huh. to dunk. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You have to. Are you going to go fair life? You go in Organic Valley? Oh. Like, what are you doing? Are you saying really organic skim milk? Oh, it's the only way to go. Isn't it so much more delicious, Mike? It's horrible. No. Sounds horrible. No, of course. No. Thank you, Mike. Please. You, you, wait, you don't think that. No, it's You don't think organic not. milk is more delicious than regular no. milk? Absolutely not. Skim no. milk itself is like a waste of Grass time. Grass fed. No. Grass-fed milk, skim is, milk is the yeah. best to use. Grass-fed. Well, but not but skim a, but, milk. 
Oh, but not skim? No, 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 no. It's like water. It's like milk water. All you guys have, like, all these calories. Like, you don't even care about. I am. Look at me. Look look. at me. Okay? I just, if I'm going to have an Oreo, I'm not going to have it with whole milk. There's me. Good heavens. Do you think I'm going to worry about skim milk at this point? Okay. So, fish sandwiches for Lent. We talked about it um, in the last hour. Yeah. Have you had one yet? A fish sandwich. In Lent? No. Okay. Mike? No, but does tuna count? No. 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 Come on. Okay. Absolutely. No. <laughs> Not even close. No. I mean, no. it's Check. a fish, but no, it can't count. So between this, between today and next Friday, yeah. the three of us are going to go out for fish sandwiches. Yes. Fine. I'm right. down. Where do you okay. want to go? Well, well, Down the road here. I think Green we should. Tree in. We need to crash. Yeah, we, we, need, need, we, we need to crash a church. No, well, it's either we tonight, you have to do it tonight then. What about people listening right now? How about a recommendation on which church we should crash? But it has to, we can't do it. We'll never be able to crash. Here's the problem. Which church has the best fish fry? We can never crash. because Because we're on the air right now. Yeah. So by the time we get off the air, for all intents and purposes, most of them are closed. Or if they're not closed, you're running on fish fumes. Because by the time we get there, it'll be almost, it'll be seven o'clock or later. They're done. The inventory's over. That's it. I think you're being a little bit no, too no, negative no. about this. I've done this. I've we, lived this for the last okay, several years. Okay. I feel like we can make it. We want to hear from you. So leave a message for us on Facebook or Twitter or whatever your platform is, or call us and tell us which basement fish fry we need to. Ideally, if someone would just deliver, like a fit. I need a fish oh, sandwich well, during the oh, show. Oh, pardon me. Okay, that, so now we're going to have the church deliver it to we're us. We're working. I mean, relax I'm a little right now. bit. I'm working. Have yourself a great weekend. Bye, guys. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.